Welcome to the Life Church Sermon Podcast. We're a church based in North Dallas with a desire to help people love God, love people, and make a difference. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. Amen. If you would open up your Bibles with me, please, to the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 42. And then we're going to skip on down to Acts 4 and 31. When you get there, just give me an amen. They'll have it up here on the screen if you don't have your Bible. Book of Acts chapter 40, book of Acts chapter 2, verse 42. I'm reading out the New Living Translation, and it says this. It says, all believers, somebody say all believers, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and somebody say, and to prayer. Somebody say prayer. Acts 4 and 31, Acts 4 and 31. Amen. When you get there, give me an amen. It's there on the screen. And it says, after this prayer, somebody say prayer, the meeting place shook and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Amen. One more verse of scripture. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. And it's reading out the New Living Translation. It says, but while Peter was in prison... The church prayed very earnestly for him. The church prayed very earnestly for him. Amen. If you notice these three scriptures, there's three common denominators here. And that's prayer. Tonight, I want to talk about if we are anything as a church, it must be a praying church. Why don't you begin to lift your hands right now and let's pray all over this building. Heavenly Father, we invite your spirit and your presence into this place, God. Right now, Father, I lose faith right now into this atmosphere. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take power and authority and dominion right now, Lord. God, I lose miracles, signs, and wonders in this building. Lord God, I lose revival. I lose the power of the Holy Ghost. God, I pray that the word of God would go forth this evening and fall on good ground and produce a harvest. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Amen. Somebody say prayer. Amen. Amen. Prayer is the key in the lifeline to a thriving church. I want to say that again. Prayer is the key in the lifeline to a thriving church. Amen. There is no revival without prayer. There is no power without prayer. There are no miracles without prayer. Amen. There are no baptisms without prayer. Prayer is the key to a thriving revival church. Now, there are over 600 or around 650 prayers listed in the Bible. The Bible records Jesus praying 25 different times. There are over approximately around 450 recorded answers to prayer in the Bible. And when we get over to the New Testament, Paul mentions prayer 41 times. Somebody say prayer. You see, the enemy starts to get nervous when we start talking about prayer. Amen. I feel like hell gets a little bit afraid when we start to preach on prayer. You see, it may seem just a little bit old school, amen, and old fashioned, but I want to talk to somebody tonight about prayer because prayer is the most important thing that we can be as a church. 
Come on, it's all right. I know it's Wednesday night, amen. But I feel it right now, amen. We've got some demons that are starting to tremble in fear because they don't want a Holy Ghost-filled individual in this building to, to realize, amen, that if they get the revelation of prayer, amen, if they realize how powerful they could be, if they would get down and say and spend some time in daily prayer, I want to tell somebody tonight that there's nothing more important than our church to be a praying church. I want us to be a revival church. I want us to be a powerful church. And the only way to accomplish that is through prayer. Somebody say prayer. Come on now. Prayer. Amen. And hell gets nervous because when a child of God begins to realize what they can do when they start to pray. Amen. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. You see, this scripture starts to come alive when we realize what prayer can do in our families. Amen. Maybe you've got a backslidden child that's out there in the world right now. I want to tell you something. If you would grab a hold of God and you would begin to pray in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Maybe you've got a marriage that is in turmoil right now. I want to tell you something. You've come here on this Wednesday night and knowing that if you'll get down and you'll pray, amen, that God can heal. I'm, I'm reaching for a backslidden person tonight. You've got to grab a hold of a spirit of prayer. Come on, somebody, the scripture comes alive. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty by God through the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. You see, hell's getting a little bit nervous right now, Pastor, because there's some people that will go home and begin to pull down some strongholds. Amen. In their lives. And some of us have walked in here with some baggage and some strongholds and some things. And I'm always depressed and, oh, poor me, this and that. Let me tell you something, honey. The enemy wants you to feel down. The enemy wants you to feel depressed. But what you've got to do is you've got to begin to pray in the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. You've got to tell that devil that I'm going to pray and you're out of my house. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Come on, I feel that scripture so powerful right now. There's some people, you've got some weights on you. You're struggling with some things tonight. And the Lord is saying you've got to pray because prayer can change things. Amen. You see, while Jesus was here on earth, he prayed. Somebody say he prayed. As a matter of fact, in Matthew 6 and 5, he starts off the verse by saying, When you pray. Amen. When you pray, somebody say, when you pray, you see, Jesus didn't leave any room for options there. He didn't say, if you feel like praying or if you're going to decide to pray, but what Jesus said, when you pray, you know what that means, church? You know what that means, child of God, that we must be praying people. Come on. I'll say it again, that we must be praying people. Amen. Paul said in Ephesians 6 and 18, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. You've got to stay persistent in your prayers. Amen. Sometimes it feels like your prayers are just going up to the roof and bouncing back on. But what I tell you, honey, you've got to do, you've got to get down and you've got to pray again. Oh, but, but brother Josh, my situation's not changing. You've got to go back to the altar and you've got to pray again and you've got to pray pray again and you got to keep praying and you got to keep fasting and you've got to keep seeking God because if there's anything that we are it must be a praying church 
Come on. Come on. I feel like somebody's on the verge of their miracle tonight. Amen. I feel like somebody's on the verge of their breakthrough tonight. Amen. God is saying you've got to push just a little bit harder. You've got to pray just one more time. You've got to seek his face one more time. Come on. I can turn that marriage around. I can save your backslidden child. I can heal you from your sickness. I can take away that disease, but you can't give up. You've got to have faith. You've got to pray. If there's anything that we're going to be, we've got to be a praying church. We've got to be a church that knows how to seek the face of God. We've got to be a church that knows how to call on the name of Jesus, I tell you, if there's anything that we are, it must be a praying church. Why don't you lift your hands? Come on. Come on. Let's begin to pray right now. Come on. There's something happening in the spirit right now. Come on. The enemy's getting afraid right now. Come on. Some of you walked in here with some chains and some shackles, but tonight those things are going to be broken by the power and the authority of the name of Jesus. Come on. We, we've got to be a praying church. Come on, this year God wants to take Life Church deeper. This year God wants to give us greater revival. This year God wants to give us greater revival, greater harvest. But we've got to go deeper. We've got to pray like we've never prayed before. We've got to call on the name of Jesus like we never have before. If we're anything as a church, we have got to be a praying church. I feel so passionate about prayer. Oh, come on, why don't you begin to pray? Come on, begin to, if you, can, if you can pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to be a praying individual. Come on, some things are being shifted in the atmosphere right now. Some shackles are being broken in this place. Things are being loosed in the spirit right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, it's okay, it's appropriate. Come on, let's push just a little bit, Life Church. Come on, I loose the miracles of God in this place. I loose deliverance in this place. I loose the supernatural power and authority of the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it, church. If we're anything as a church, it must be a praying church. Come on, I can feel God speaking to me right now, Life Church. I prophesy in the name of Jesus that this is the year that we will go deeper than before. That God wants to do greater things in this church than he ever has before. Amen. But we've got to push ourselves just a little bit. It's going to take us to get out of our comfort zones and begin to pray. Amen. Amen. Paul said in another scripture, he said, never stop praying in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17. Never stop praying praying. Amen. That was a charge to the people of God that we can't stop praying. Amen. Pastor, man, we've seen some revival here and we've seen some great things and we saw three people get baptized in the name of Jesus and somebody get filled with the Holy Ghost. But that doesn't mean we got to stop praying, but we've got to push just a little bit more, honey. If we want to see greater revival, amen. If we want to see more people filled with the Holy Ghost, never stop praying. If we're anything as a church, we must be a praying church. Amen. And I want to tell somebody, and I want to say that if Jesus felt it was important to pray, 
then we need to feel the same way about prayer. Come on, I want somebody to get under the conviction of the Holy Ghost tonight. That you've been slacking off in your prayer. But if Jesus felt it was important to pray, we've got to make that time to pray. There's so many excuses throughout our day. But I want to tell you something. I feel so passionate about prayer. You're looking at somebody who is a product of prayer. Amen. And I I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I was a homeless drug addict and alcoholic and I was on the streets. But I had a mama that knew how to pray, honey. I knew how to, I had a mama that knew how to touch the heart of God. Every time my mother would see me and I was on drugs and crack and heroin and cocaine, she would say, honey, I'm going to pray for you by the power and the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. She would say, devil, back up off my son. He's a preacher of the gospel. I want to tell a mother here tonight, your son may be strung out, your daughter may be strung out, but God can deliver them. If for anything as a church, it must be a praying church. We've got to be a praying church, live church. There's nothing more important. We've got to pray. Amen. Amen. And we've got to make prayer a priority. If prayer was important to God, who was manifest in the flesh, then it must be important to us because he is our example. I want to tell you, I feel so passionate about prayer. I got a four-year-old little daughter. I didn't have a daddy. I wasn't raised with my daddy. And I'll get into my, my, my home life here in a minute. But my daughter knows, Pastor Man. If I don't pray, my wife knows. My daughter will say, Daddy, did you pray today? Daddy, did you pray today? And last week she came over there while I was praying and I was weeping before the Lord. And she got down and she began to pray and weep before the Lord. I wonder what would happen in our homes. Amen. If there would be some parents that would say, I'm going to be diligent in my prayers. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to pray when I feel like it and when I don't feel like it. Because my kids are watching me. Amen. Your kids are looking at you. They're watching you at home. They're watching you in church. They're wondering what you're doing. And we make an impact. We've got to pray church if we're anything as a church we've got to be a praying church and I want to say that there's nothing more important than prayer nothing oh this is so old school brother Josh what what about a program what about this there's nothing more important than prayer and us being a praying church in Acts 2 and 4 uh, Acts 2 verses 1 through 4 it said when the day of Pentecost had fully come they were all in one place in one mind in one accord and suddenly somebody say suddenly as of a rushing mighty wind it filled the whole house amen it filled the whole house and the Holy Ghost came upon them and and we'll paraphrase this here but the point of this scripture is is that the church started with prayer Amen. The church started with prayer. Can I get an amen? And the church needs to continue in prayer. Amen. I know that it's 2023, but amen, them old time prayers still work. If it worked for Paul, if it worked for Peter, amen, if it worked on the day of Pentecost, I'm telling you, it still works. If for anything as a church, we've got to be a praying church. Prayer is not old fashioned, but it is the most important thing. It can never be out of fashion. If for anything, church. We've got to be a praying church. Oh, come on. Come on, I feel that in my spirit tonight. That if we're going to be anything, life church, that we're going to be a praying church. I know I've heard it said before that this is a pray first church. Amen. But I would love for our community to know us as the church that prays. Amen. I want them to know us in this community as the church that knows how to pray. Amen. 
I, I want to preach to some people tonight. Maybe you're new. Maybe you just walked in here. Maybe you've been around here for a while. Maybe this is your first time in this church. Can I tell you something tonight? If you just walked in here, there is nothing more important than us being a praying church and you being a praying individual. Amen. Amen. If we're anything as a church, we must be a praying church. You see, Pastor Man, I like good programs and, and, and I've been around a little bit and I'm going to talk about my experience, but, but, but this church got great programs. Some of the best programs in a church that I've ever been a part of, if not the best. I like me some good programs, but can I tell you something tonight, church? Prayer is still more important. Amen. Prayer is still more important. Amen. I love good programs and we need them, but prayer will still be the most important thing. We can't lose our sight on prayer. We've got to make sure that's at the center of everything we do. Amen. If you're a musician, if you're a worship leader, if you're a Sunday school teacher, you gotta, you got to pray before you get up there. When you're teaching them little kids, you've got to be anointed under the Holy Ghost. Amen. When you get up here and you're lifting up the name of Jesus, you've got to be anointed under the Holy Ghost. There's got to be some people that will saturate themselves in prayer and begin to pray for the revival and the harvest at Life Church. Oh, come on. I feel it in my spirit tonight that the enemy doesn't want our church to go to the next dimension, but the way that we get there, amen, is to back our pastor up and begin to pray for revival like we have never experienced before. Come on, lift your hands right now. Come on, begin to pray right now. Come on, something's being loosed in this place right now. Come on, the atmosphere is being shifted tonight. Come on, we're going into a greater dimension. This is the year of greater and more for life, church. We are going into our promised land. I prophesy it in the name of Jesus. Come on. Oh, come on. We're going to be a praying church. Oh, yes. I love good programs. I like good music, church. To the worship leader, you're an amazing singer. I just want to let you know that. I'll be hearing, I was like, man, you got some crazy range over there. You're amazing. I told, I told Brother Jacob that the other day. I'm like, man, she got some crazy range. And I love good music. And this church has good music. And I've been to some churches that didn't have such good music. Lord. But can I tell you something? Prayer is more important. Prayer is more important. You see, I like nice buildings. And we got a beautiful building here. Man, you're right off the freeway. This is a beautiful piece of property. When people drive by, they're like, whoo, that's a nice building. But can I tell you something? Prayer is more important. Amen. Prayer is going to be the center and the most important thing. If we're anything as a church, amen, we got to be a praying church. Amen. I want good music. I want good programs. Oh, amen. But we've got to make prayer the center of everything that we do. We've got to be a praying church. We can't just be known as a church that has good music. But we've got to be the known as a church that knows how to pray and touch the heart of God. We've got to be known as the church that has the power of the Holy Ghost and the way that we get their charge is through prayer. Oh, we've got to pray because prayer is more important than anything else. Can I tell you what our community needs, church? Can I tell you? 
It doesn't need another fancy program. We, we need them. So Brother Josh is not saying don't have programs. I'm not against any of those things. Okay? We need good programs. But what our community really needs, what the city of Dallas needs, is a powerful, dynamic, Holy Ghost-filled church that knows how to pray. Amen. We need a church here that knows how to touch the heart of God, that knows how to seek the face of God. When they walk into this church building, that they would feel something different here. And it was because people showed up just before service and they sought the face of God. They were tired from work on a Wednesday night, but they said, I got to go there and help my pastor pray because he can't carry the burden all alone. Amen. There's got to be some people that'll grab a hold of God and an altar and say, I'll come and I'll pray down revival before church happens because we want to be known as a praying church. Amen. We need a dynamic Holy Ghost filled church for our community. A church that knows how to pray. Amen. And I'm telling you live church if we're anything as a church it must be a praying church. See we've got people in this community that are strung out on drugs just like I was. You look at some people and God takes them and cleans them up and blesses them and favors them. But I'm promising you, you wouldn't want to sit next to me before that. Amen. Amen. And we've got people that are strung out on drugs and running in gangs. And, and we've got people that have been abused in our community. And we've got people with dick addictions all around us. And we've got people that are homeless. And we've got people that need a healing touch from God. And can I tell you what they need? Life church. They need a praying church. They need a church that knows how to call on the name of Jesus. They need a church that, that, and they're looking for a church where they can feel something different, where they can get deliverance. Amen. They're looking for a church where they can be healed. They're looking for a church where they can be loved. They're looking for a church where they can feel the power of the Holy Ghost. They're looking for a church where their broken marriages can be feel, can be healed. Amen. They're looking for a church where they can feel the void of drugs and alcohol and take that and give it to God. I am telling you, we can accomplish that in our community. We can see a revival like we've never seen before, but it's starts with prayer. It starts with the people of God that are hungry for prayer. It starts with people in their homes and people coming to church and people praying and being full of the spirit because if there's anything that we're going to be, we've got to be a praying church. I am telling you right now Life Church, God is saying grab a hold of this word because we've got to go deeper. We've got to go further and we have got to pray. Our community needs it. Oh, there's addicts that are going to walk in here and they don't need you to hand them a fancy program. Amen. Amen. They don't need good music. What they need is the power of God. Come on, let's pray. Come on, we need the power of the Holy Ghost in here. Come on, that's it, Life Church. I'm almost done. Come on. Let's push in the spirit. If we're anything as a church. We've got to be a praying church. Come on, that's it. I, I hear some praying people. Come on, there's some intercessors in this place. Come on, I loose the spirit of intercessory prayer in here. Come on, let it grab a hold of you. Get under a burden of prayer. A burden for our community. A burden for the lost and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost.
Yes. Yes. That's it, church. Come on. I feel it shifting in the atmosphere. I know you can feel that. Come on, there's something being done in the spirit right now. This is, just, this is not just another ordinary Wednesday night. Oh, come on. Come on, we're pressing forward. I want hell to hear us that we're pressing forward. We're going to be a praying church. We're going to be a praying people. Oh, yes. We've got to be a praying church. Amen. I'm going to move quickly. The Holy Ghost is going to do something here in a minute. But the only way that we can achieve this is by being a praying church. If we're anything as a church, live church, we've got to be a praying church. There's got to be some people this year that get passionate about prayer. Not just on Sundays and not just on Wednesdays. And and if you're not praying, if you're only praying on Sundays and Wednesdays, you've got to go deeper. We need some men and women of God that will pray Monday through Saturday in their homes. Amen. That'll saturate their family with the power of prayer that will pray over their children every time they go out into that world, every time they go into those school halls, that they would pray the protection, the favor, the anointing, the blessing of God, the covering of God. Amen. I want to preach to the Holy Ghost filled men here for a moment. We need some men that will be men in their homes and grab their wives and say, honey, it's time for us to pray. Amen. It's time for us to tap into the Holy Ghost. We need some men that will stand up and say, God, Honey, we're going to pray as a family. Grab your son by the hand and say, son, we're going to pray because we've got to be a praying family. Amen. I don't know about anybody else, but I feel this in my spirit tonight. We need some fathers and some mothers that will stand up and declare, I'm going to be the praying man and praying woman of my family that my kids need me to be. Do you understand how important it is for your kids to see you pray and worship? Do you understand that? You're, they, they, they follow everything that you do. And, and if, you're, if you're not praying at home, they're watching that. I've seen it, you know, you know haven't been, I wasn't a pastor for a long time, a couple of years, but I watched as people neglected the things of God and allowed their children to neglect the things of God and put other things first and didn't pray in their home. And then they wonder why their kids are backslidden. I'm I'm telling you, you've got to make prayer a priority in your house. Amen. Your kids have got to understand that there's a time in our house that we go and pray and you don't need to interrupt me. Amen. I I remember, I remember as a kid, you see the way that I I grew up in church and I'm skipping ahead because we're short on time. We've got a few minutes. Uh, I I remember my my mother was witness to somebody back in the 1970s to an apostolic church. Someone witnessed her, invited her to a church. And I want to tell you something. Don't ever minimize inviting somebody to church. You never know whose life you're about to transform. You never know if there's an apostle, a preacher coming along with that person. Don't ever minimize inviting somebody to church. Little did she know the lady that she was inviting, the the lady that was inviting her, did she know that her son was going to be a preacher of the gospel? 
You see, we, but we weren't always in church. I grew up some in church and the greater part of my life out. My mom, she came from an abusive home. She was in foster care. And, and she was abused in foster care. And back in those days, it wasn't like it was now where they really paid attention and they watched. And so she grew up in a very abusive environment. She was taken away from her mother and father. And, and he was an alcoholic and her mother died. And, and so she got taken away from her parents. All the brothers and sisters got split up. And so my mom ended up as a drug addict and alcoholic. And I grew up in an abusive home because, you see, it's a cycle. You understand? You understand? There's some of you in this building that understand the cycle and that you were able to break that cycle. Amen. I'm so thankful that my daughter doesn't have to grow up in an environment like that. Amen. I'm so thankful that my daughter gets to grow up in a Holy Ghost apostolic field home where we love God, where we worship him, where we seek his face, where the blessings of God are on our life. But I didn't get to grow up that way. I was in an abusive home and I watched my mother overdose on crystal meth as a child. And I remember watching her from the other room and being afraid because my, my stepfather was really afraid. And he grabbed her and he picked her up and he started slapping her in the face and saying, Elaine, stay alive. And then he puts her in the shower. And so as a kid, you can imagine how traumatic that was. And then the ambulance came and our house was in, in turmoil and my stepfather was abusive and he would be in and out of jail. And when he was home, he would abuse us. And I come from a damaged home. I don't know my real father. We're talking about prayer and I'm going somewhere when I'm getting ready to end this. Musicians, you can come. I didn't have a good childhood. And then I ended up getting addicted to drugs myself. And I remember one time I overdosed when I was all by myself on drugs. There was nobody around. And my mind immediately went back to when I was a boy in Sunday school and they would sing the song, Jesus Loves Me. And I began to beg God and say, God, please don't let me die. Because I knew who God was and I knew where I would end up. I was baptized in the name of Jesus as a kid. Amen. I wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost, though. I knew who God was. My mother taught me the oneness of God and who God was when I was a child. And we would go to church. And I remember being in some powerful Holy Ghost services. Now, sometimes they would get crazy back in those days, Pastor Man. I'm, and you're talking about crazy. They would knock seats over and, you know, y'all ain't ready for that. Amen. But I remember seeing that as a kid. But I got turned away because I didn't get to stay in church. And, 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 and I begged God not to let me die that day. And I, I ran the streets and I, I did everything that you could think of. I did every drug that was possible. I was homeless at one point. I remember, Pastor Man, that I had nowhere to sleep and I knew that in the doctor's office because I had went there one time for a, a friend's uh, son to be born, that up there they have a waiting room where people can stay and wait overnight for the baby. And so I found a blanket. I went up there and I went to sleep. I was homeless at one point in time because that's where my addiction took me. Did everything that you possibly could think. And when I finally got tired of it, I knew where I needed to go. I got tired of life that I was living. And I began to feel the Holy Ghost start to deal with me. I moved two hours away to a little town called Modesto, California. And I found a church. And when I walked into Revival Center of Modesto, and Pastor Man, I'm sure you're familiar with Bishop Keys. I remember the power of God that I felt in that service. If anybody has ever known who Bishop Randy Keys was, he was a revivalist to the fullest. 
He preached revival over and over and over and over. And he pounded on your head in revival and revival. And we used to have some of the craziest people. I'm telling you, you would sometimes see people from the streets fighting because we just had crazy people come in there. But we had revival in that church. And he would preach revival and revival. And he would preach prayer and prayer. And I remember feeling so amazed coming from that service the first time that I walked in there for a week straight. And I said, I got to get back there. I was tired of being over here on the drugs and the alcohol. I'm talking about prayer, church. And we would see 100 people get the Holy Ghost on a Sunday night. And we would see 50 people get baptized in the name of Jesus. And so you can imagine, I just thought that was the norm. Until I ventured out in ministry and I realized it wasn't. But there was a revival spirit that was in that place. Why are you talking about this, Brother Josh? Because I want to tell you something. That atmosphere doesn't just happen by accident or by osmosis. It was because Bishop Keyes was a praying man and he made his church be a praying church. I'm telling you, Life Church, I want to see 100 people filled with the Holy Ghost on a Sunday here. I want to see 50 people get baptized in the name of Jesus on a Sunday. But we've got to pray. I remember going into the prayer room. And I'm a new, I was a newer convert, and oh man, I was crazy. Amen. But there was a sign that was above the prayer room, and it said, if we're anything as a church, we must be a praying church. And I remember walking back and forth, and sometimes Bishop Keys would come in there, and he would pray, and he was older at that time, but he would pray, God, give us revival, give us holes, souls, let us see deliverance, let us see a harvest, and he would pray, and he would pray, and he would or anything as a church it must be a praying church and I've come to tell Life Church this evening that we must that we must be a praying church that we must be baptized with a spirit and a heart to be praying to have greater revival than we've ever had when I went looking for a church when I was addicted and I had a broken life I was looking for a church that had the power of God I was looking for a church that had the anointing of God. I was looking for a church that could change me. And I found a church that was a praying church just like this church here. I remember when me and my wife first came here the first time, Pastor Man, and we went into that prayer room and we both came out and we agreed in the spirit. We said we could feel something here. And it was the power of the Holy Ghost and it was prayer. But I want to tell you something. We've got to go deeper, Life Church. Because if we're anything as a church, we've got to be a praying church. Yes, let's get better music. Let's get better programs. But let's put prayer at the forefront. And let's be a praying church. Because I want to see revival and I want to see harvest. And I want to see more souls than we've ever seen. And I want us to go to a place we've never been. But we've got to dedicate ourselves to prayer. We've got to get baptized with the burden to pray. Because there's people that were like me 13 years ago. A broken little boy that didn't have a father that came from an abused home. That was a drug addict and an alcoholic that had absolutely nothing that God raised up and blessed and made him into a father, made him into a preacher, made him into a man. And I'm telling you, there's people that are walking into this church, amen, that are coming in the same way that I did. And what they need right now is a praying church. They need a praying church, life church. Why don't you begin to lift up your hands? Come on. And why don't we begin to pray right now? 
that this would be the year that we would become an even greater praying church because if there's anything if there's anything if there's anything that we desire it's to be a praying church oh I love the programs but I want to be a praying church because there's souls in this city that they need a praying church they need your deliverance they need somebody to pray come on would you begin to lift your voice Come on, this altar is open. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you were inspired by today's sermon. Connect with the Life Church through our website, tlcdallas.com, and on Facebook and Instagram at TLC Dallas. Remember, together we can love God, love people, and make a difference. God bless.